Often, people who have been abandoned or betrayed by those they trusted have trouble letting go of their pain. Today, anger management expert Dr. Ronald Potter Efron addresses this issue. He explains the HEALS method, a powerful program that teaches you how to let go of resentment. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit YourGreatJourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today, we are sharing an excerpt from Dr. Ronald Potter Efron's audiobook, Healing the Angry Brain, how understanding the way your brain works can help you control anger and aggression. This audiobook can help you short-circuit the anger cycle and learn to calmly handle even the most stressful interactions. This fascinating scientific approach to anger management will yield long-term results, helping you develop greater empathy and put effective conflict resolution skills into practice for years to come. In this episode, Dr. Ronald Potter Efron explains a few key steps in learning how to let go of resentment using the HEALS method. An Example of Neuroplasticity in Action An excellent example of neuroplasticity in the area of anger management is HEALS, a program developed by Stephen Stosny. This program is a powerful way to transform resentments against someone who harmed you into compassion for that person. People who make this transformation find themselves freed from the burden of hatred and, simultaneously, are able to embrace their higher-level moral selves. Stephen Stosny has kindly given me permission to share the outline of his program here. Developing Compassion EELS is one of an increasing number of programs or interventions based on a model of intrinsic human compassion. Compassion refers to the natural human ability to care for others, to suffer their pain with them, to want to help those who are in pain, and to empathically link with others' emotions. The neurological basis for compassion may come from what are now called mirror neurons. These neurons are activated both by your own actions and by those same actions of another person. I'll describe mirror neurons in detail in Chapter 8. It's best to think of the human capacity for compassion as a potential rather than a given. It's likely that there are many genes that help a person become compassionate, not just a single gene. But, as is usually the case, just because we are born with certain genes doesn't guarantee that all those genes will be activated. The official term for gene activation is gene expression. In all likelihood, genes that further compassion must be encouraged to activate. That's where loving, kind, and caring parents and other adult nurturers enter the scene. They repeatedly teach particular ways to show compassion, such as sharing toys or treats with a friend. More than that, they provide the safe and nurturing environment in which the capacity for compassion can thrive. It's certainly possible for people to reach adulthood without developing much compassion. These people may have inherent brain deficits or may have suffered specific brain injuries. 
but brain damage probably isn't the main reason for failing to develop compassion. Rather, the primary cause is growing up with dangerous, abusive, neglectful, non-nurturing adults, which teaches children that they'd better fend for themselves and distrust everyone else. Indeed, some people who grew up in such situations end up being labeled sociopaths because they seem to have virtually no compassion for others. However, even these people, as wounded as they are, can develop at least some compassion if they are taught empathy skills and given plenty of time to practice them, and if they are in a safe environment where these skills are rewarded. In my practice, I've encountered many people who grew up in non-nurturing environments and entered into severely violent and cruel criminal worlds during adolescence and early adulthood. Yet, as maturing adults, they consciously chose to discard that way of life. They turned their lives around by developing compassion, a skill they learned by following the advice and copying the behaviors of compassionate friends, loved ones, mentors, sponsors, and others. Letting go of resentment. People who have been abandoned or betrayed by those they trusted often have trouble of letting go of their pain. They repeatedly think about what happened. But as mentioned in Chapter 4, every time they do so, they feel injured again, so their pain never eases. In terms of neural networks, we could say that they are constantly strengthening a specific network that increases their feelings of resentment and decreases compassion. At its extreme, this fosters hatred. Because resentment persists longer than a time-limited emotion, it's more like a mood. Whereas most moods go away after an hour or so, resentment can last for years as the person obsesses about being injured, fantasizes about how to exact revenge, and tries to gather allies. The result is a lifestyle of self-generated misery. Enter Stephen Stosny and Heals. The key to his program is helping people reclaim their core values of compassion from the ash heap of resentment. Stosny believes that our strongest emotions center on our deepest values. These core values provide meaning and purpose to our lives. They are personal, but they are also spiritual in the sense they connect us to each other and to the universe. For most people, these core values include appreciating and protecting those we love or those we loved before the betrayal occurred. Furthermore, these core values are fundamentally incompatible with resentment. The more we celebrate and practice these core values, the less time we'll have for revisiting our grudges. Stosny emphasizes that the core value of self-compassion, sympathy for the hurt and vulnerability causing anger and resentment with a motivation to heal and improve, is necessary to maintain compassion for others. Failure of self-compassion makes it difficult to recognize the hurt of others, much less care about it. Because the well-being of loved ones is inextricably linked to personal well-being, self-compassion and compassion for loved ones must be simultaneous. One without the other will produce pain and suffering. The goal is to find a way to build up the neural network associated with these core values so that the network associated with resentment will diminish. Building New Responses A conscious transformational process is all well and good, but as I've mentioned, anger and resentment can be triggered almost instantaneously. This can occur at the subconscious level and produce physical and emotional changes before you realize what's happening or are able to intervene. Stephen Sosny goes so far as to state that the standard techniques of anger management don't work because anger management requires a conscious effort 
to handle an unconscious process. Therefore, his goal is to build a conditioned response that automatically and immediately leads people to respond in keeping with their core values, even in the face of situations that might trigger resentment. To do so, he helps his clients develop the habit of compassion through massed practice in the form of specific one- to two-minute exercises to be done 12 times a day for six weeks. I highly recommend his program, available at CompassionPower.com. But if you'd like to get a feel for what it involves, you can try the streamlined approach that follows. 1. Think of a time you felt hurt and angry. Let yourself start feeling aroused, feeling the pain and anger physically and thinking angry thoughts. Then mentally flash the word heels over the face of the offender. This is the H in heels. Vividly seeing this word in your mind cuts off the negative reaction and starts you on an inward journey toward your core values. 2. E represents experience, namely, your willingness to experience your own deep hurts within your resentment, hurts that are expressed in phrases such as, I feel unlovable, or I feel inadequate. The past events that gave rise to these wounds may have been deeply shameful, casting light on how resentments are often a blend of anger, shame, and the fear of rejection. 3. A represents accessing your core values, particularly self-compassion and compassion for others. The strength of this powerful value is what allows you to let go of resentment and develop more positive feelings toward the offender. 4. L represents loving yourself by loving others. Stosny suggests that you have to act in a loving manner to be lovable. More specifically, at this stage you connect with the offender's core wound, which is often the same as your own. 5. S stands for solving the problem by discovering behavioral alternatives to acting on resentments. These alternatives are much easier to generate once you aren't caught in the vice grip of resentment. Let's do some multiplication. Practicing heels 12 times a day over a period of six weeks generates a total of 504 practice sessions. That can be enough for you to develop an immediate, automatic, and pre-conscious pathway to compassion. A neural network supporting compassion will be built, actually rebuilt, and improved. The HEALS program also provides a way to expand this neural network. Each day, you're asked to add one new activity that supports your core value of self-compassion and compassion for others. With time, you can point to more and more small acts of caring and compassion that you do on a daily basis. In this way, the neural network expands from extending compassion to one particular person to treating everyone with caring and your general approach will be shifted away from hostility and toward compassion. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Healing the Angry Brain, how understanding the way your brain works can help you control anger and aggression. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. 
For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.